everybody. Yes, it must be Sunday and it must be 4 o'clock or thereafter a little bit. So, how the heck are you? I hope your week was going good. Mine, uh, I didn't, I, I got to admit, this week I didn't get that much done. Got my classes done, not much else. So, I'm, I got to do my spring cleaning. I got boxes to go through and get, you know, declutter. You know, everybody my age, that's what we're doing. Thought it was fun and good at the time that we got it at the garage sale. Thought we got such a good deal. And then now we've been dusting it forever. And <laughs> now it's time for it to go away. So, hopefully you got some questions because it must be the last Sunday of the month. Because Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet, is here. So hopefully that uh, if you got some vet questions, you can call them in. If you got other questions, I'll take those. Only dog questions, no, or cat questions, no husband, wife, or kid questions. All right. Hey, we got some stuff coming up. That's so we're gonna mark your cal- mark your calendars. Here we go. First of all, Friday, April twelfth, from six thirty to nine p.m. There is the uh, for the wildlife science center dot org wildlife science center dot org is there uh it's at vanilla on the lake vanillies by the lake in Forest Lake. It's their wine beer wine and beer tasting and silent auction. It's a really unbelievable fundraiser for the wildlife science center uh, dot org. So uh, that's Friday, April twelfth, six thirty to nine at Vanelli's by the lake forest lake wine and beer tasting and they finally finally started getting some that's the first time i ever tasted rum chata was there and oh man was that good so anyway so that's uh, friday april 12th then what we've got is uh a dog wash april 14th from nine to three a dog wash april 14th from nine to three at blue ribbon grooming in oakdale right off a if you take 694 uh, East, get off on 120, take a right, and it's that's take uh, the first stoplight, take a left. It's right there on your right in that little shopping center there. And so anyway, so it's a dog wash to benefit the White Bear Lake Girls Lacrosse Team. So if you want to help support the White Bear Lake Girls Lacrosse Team, please uh, stop by. Have your dog wash April 14th from 9 to 3 at Blue Ribbon Grooming in Oakdale. Then also we got coming up. No, wait a minute. I got so many pieces of paper here. Uh, where am I at now? There was another one. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, there. Oh, now I lost it. Where did it go? Uh, Saturday, May. Whoops, that's the wrong one. We don't want to do that one. There's going to be a, I don't know if you ever heard of this. It's uh, uh, April 25th. And it's paint your own uh, dog yeah, is what it is. It's a fundraiser for Bark for Life, which is coming up on May 11th. And what it is is at Thor's Hard, Hard Cider and on Ahmed's. Boy, I could talk this more. Today is not going to be a good day. My mouth is not working right. Ahmed's Apple a Farm, right off of 15 and 36. And what it is is that they you you have to pre-register for this. Okay, it's $60, $10 of that $60 is going to go to the Bark for Life committee that helps uh, sponsor, is a fundraiser for American Cancer Society. But um, what it does is that they you give them a picture of your pet, whether it could be your iguana, it could be your dog, your cat, or whatever. And uh, it ha- you have to do this ahead of time because then what they do is they turn it into a paint by number. Isn't that something? They turn it into a paint by number. So when you come that evening, now it's paint by number, which I, well, I did when I was a kid. That's you, like the only painting I will do yeah, is if it's so paint exactly. by number because well, I can't do anything well, you else. Know, I'm looking <laughs> at this. It's on my, if you go to Katie Canine Facebook page, uh, you can go on to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page and click on Katie's Facebook page and scroll down. I've got all the particulars where to, to get together with this. But so that's sad, or that's uh, April twenty fifth, and <clears throat> sixty bucks ten goes to the Bark for Life. But like I said, it is 
I, I really wish I could go because it just, I'd be solely, totally fascinated with that. So, and I'm um, also too, speaking of uh, Bark for Life, I just set up my Katie Canine Cruisers, Katie Canine Cruisers fundraising page. Um, uh, go to relayforlife.org slash Bark Stillwater MN and join my Katie Canine team. And this year's, uh, my team is in memory of Zelda, you know, who I had to put down last November and she had bone cancer. And so hopefully, uh, you guys will join my team or raise money for my team or just donate to my team, whatever. So, so go to relayforlife.org and then slash and then Bark Stillwater MN. And uh, you can also find that on my KDK9 page and my website. You can go to my website. All that information is always at mytalk1071.com and go to my show page, okay? But I think that's really interesting. I sure wish I could go to that page. Maybe we could do it some other time, but that's uh, April 25th. Maybe if you send in a picture of like one of your dogs, maybe they could just send you the painting and tell you, like, it'll have the numbers and tell you what, what each number. Yeah, what the color needs true. to be. Well, I don't know. I think that it would just be fun to do it, you know, yeah. with everybody. But I'm saying if like you that, can't so make it now. Yeah. Oh, maybe we can do it again. So, you know, get another group of people together and do it on another day. So remember, that's at Amids, Amids, however you want to say it, Apple's Farm. They're off of 15 or Manning Trail and 36. Okay. So those are uh, a lot of the things that we got going. So if you got a question for Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet, or myself, please give a call. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We're also at five. We're going to be talking to John, who is spearheading uh, to get the laws changed in the state of Minnesota for you know, those uh, body traps that dogs get into that have killed many dogs uh, that trappers are doing. And so he has got a bill in the legislature. So they're trying to pass a bill to make it safer and then how they set them and all this kind of stuff. So John's going to call in at five o'clock. So if you're interested in that, because what you got to do is get to know your Congress people and your legislator and such like that and start making some noise so that they will you know, uh, pass this. And unfortunately, what happens is that most people don't do anything unless it affects them themselves. As far as, you know, somebody's dog that got caught into one of those body traps. And uh, but you know what? We all got to band together when it comes to keeping our fur kids safe. OK, so, yeah, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. Hey, Dr. Jess, how the heck are you? Oh, she just started a knitting pretty good. Uh, uh, Knitting project again. I don't know how anybody can do that. You're going to get carpal tunnel, you know. All, really. the, all that knitting and stuff like that. No? Okay. I hope not because that is not fun. No. Not fun. So, uh, anything new in the holistic world? Um, In the holistic world? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not anything specific. Not anything specific? Staying busy. This is spring, so what happens in the spring? All the chemicals start coming out for on the dogs, in the dogs, on the lawn, just like that. Mm-hmm. So I want to just that address that today. Now, shots, spray, you know, now first of all, shots are good for three years if you choose to do them, correct? Well, if you it, choose it, to, it, it depends on the vaccine. Okay. You know, and it depends on the individual virus or whatever that you're vaccinating for as far as how long the immunity <clears throat> lasts. Okay. I thought about 2011, they passed that all shots. The vets got together and decided over a cup of coffee that uh, all shots are good for uh, for three years now. Um, I think Back it was uh, around 2003 or something like that that happened, <clears throat> but it wasn't all of them. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Just the, you know, because the rabies had been tested at three years. And so we knew that that one was good for three mm-hmm. years. Yep. So then the American Animal Hospital Association said, well, you know, that's a virus and your distemper and parvo are also viruses. So the distemper hepatitis parvo vaccine is also good for three years. Okay. Okay. 
But that does not hold true necessarily for <clears throat> any of the other vaccines. So okay. vaccines for bacterial diseases like Such Lyme, yep. leptospirosis, and yep. kennel cough or Bordetella, those vaccines don't actually work very well. Okay. Because that's the thing is uh, what shots and then how often is the the big question. Because well, a lot of vets know, send out a, an annual cards oh, sure. to come in for the parvo, the distemper, the right. rabies, whereas, you know, yeah. Okay. So I think, you know, if, if you have a dog or a cat who's been through this series of shots as a puppy or kitten, and then, you know, they get the last distemper vaccine and their rabies, they typically should be immune for life. If you want to know for sure if they're immune, that's what titers are for. So mm-hmm. antibody titers can be measured to most of these diseases. And it just basically gives you a number and says, you know, your pet has X number of antibodies to this disease. Right. Uh, and then you know that they'll be protected. Okay. Um, I don't routinely do antibody titers because for my patients, you know, most of my patients have health problems. And so I don't really care what their titers are. They right. just shouldn't be vaccinated mm-hmm. because they're not healthy. Right. Now, the big question is, okay, so let's say, you know, I've got a two-year-old dog, been all, through all the, the vaccines. I get a card from my vet, come on in, you know, to get shots, and they want to do the pin cushion thing, you know, the parvo, the parvo, blah, blah, blah. So, and then also there's Lyme shot, and then there's uh, mm-hmm. Lepto is one that they're really pushing now, too. Oh, yeah. And so, how, what, how does one make a decision on that? Um, hopefully by educating oneself, right? That is so very true. <laughs> read Stop the Shots. Yeah. Uh, another book is Vaccines Explained. And these are two super short books with big print yeah. <laughs> that I recommend for anybody who's trying to make this decision. Because, you know, I mean, I can say, you know, I wouldn't vaccinate a dog again. Right. And certainly for Lyme and Lepto, I wouldn't vaccinate my dog at all. But then, Same you know, here. you have the regular vet on the other side saying, oh, my God, your dog's going to get these diseases, right. blah, blah, blah. And it's true that these diseases are out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is one of those quandaries. Why is there a Lyme vaccine for dogs, but there isn't one for humans? Well, that's what I always tell people that. And, you know, and there have been three Lyme vaccines in the pipeline for humans that were pulled before they even got to the clinical trial stage. Mm-hmm. So there's something very wrong there. Right. The kennel cough vaccine is notoriously worthless and basically causes kennel cough. Or if your dog doesn't get it, it will spread it to every other dog that it comes into contact with. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, you know, from that perspective, it's kind of like the flu shot. Like, how do you sell a bunch of flu shots? Well, you get one anxious person, you, you, know, you vaccinate the hypochondriac in yeah. the group, and then they go back to work, and now they're spreading the flu virus like crazy because they just got vaccinated. And so then other people start to get it, and before you know it, everybody's jumping up from their desks and running off to get the flu shot because apparently we're all going to get the flu. Right. Hold that thought. We've got to talk about that when we come back, and we've got some que- we got people on the line, so we got to get to them, too. All right. Okay, here we go. What did the tiger say to her cubs when they wanted to go out and play? We'll be back. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 show. I greatly appreciate it. We're going to get to your calls here shortly, so hold on there. Okay. What did the tiger say to her cubs when they wanted to go out and play? Think about it. Think about it. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Anything? Uh, don't go out without your stripes. No, oh, oh, oh that's go. a good one. Okay. What do you think? Uh... I don't know. Be careful. It's a jungle out there. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That makes a little more sense Yeah, isn't now. that cute? Be that's careful. funny. It's a jungle out that's there. That's a good water cooler one. There you go. I think that's really funny. I, I like, like that, that one. one. Yeah, that's one of the better ones. But it was what we were talking about, vaccinations. As far as now, you're getting your cards 
and uh, you know what what shots should you get, how often, and basically, you guys, you got to empower yourself. You've got to learn about it. Another good book is Shock to the System by O'Driscoll. If you really want to get into it, but you have to make your decisions. You can't just. I get that ca- question. Well, what shots would you do? And, you know, me personally, I said, well, that's an easy question. None. <laughs> I believe shots are good for a lifetime, and uh, so and also too, like when. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm surprised at how many vets say that because I'm going. They're going to an obedience class, and they should get that Bordetella. And I tell people, no, 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 no. I don't require any shots, uh, you know, d- d- that come to class. So anyway, it is what it is. All right, uh, let's head to the phone line, and we'll come on. Then we'll come on back to and talk more about flea and tick uh, natural uh, flea and tick control for dogs and cats and heartworm and such like that. Because it's spring, and it's says we got a vet here. Let's take advantage. Okay, who's up? All right, we're gonna talk to Cheryl. Cheryl has a question about cat kidney disease. All right. Hi, Cheryl. How are you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good. So how old's your cat? She's about 15. Okay. And what's going on? Well, I tell you what. I talked to you once about this about four and a half years ago. She had just been diagnosed with very mild kidney disease. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you had me contact Dr. Jess to get her started on the standard process feline renal support. Okay. So we've been doing that this whole time. Now she's been moved up from kind of being on the borderline between stage one and stage two. Now she's up to between two and three. Mm-hmm. My vet wants, of course, to get her started on prescription diet. I don't want to do that. Good. Good for you. I know you've talked a million times about what to feed instead, and I listened, but <laughs> but I didn't write it down because at that time it didn't apply to me. Okay, what have you been feeding her up to this point? Up uh, Since I've been listening to you, she's been feeding or getting fed grain-free, canned. Good. Uh, variety every day. Mm-hmm. Um, her favorites are American Wellness, mm-hmm. but, you know, we throw in some others. Mm-hmm. You know, as the week goes through, um, like I said, variety every day, different type every day. All right, day. good, good. So that's what we've been doing. Okay, Dr. Jess? Is she getting any dry food? No. Okay, good. No, not for, oh gosh, many years. Okay, good. So now is your opportunity to start introducing some raw food. That's what I thought, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it's probably easiest just to get the pre-mixed raw food that's made for cats. Like I know Stella and Chewy's makes one. Yeah, I was just looking at Primal that yesterday. Does. And, and just start with whatever tiny amount you think you can get away with and okay. start mixing it in with the canned food. Okay. Sometimes like, you know, think maybe starting with something the size of a pencil eraser. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you can start with a little teeny tiny amount. So it might be that like from the bag of primal or whatever maybe you're just thawing out one of those bricks that you're going to feed her over the course of the next three days mixed in with her food at the same time is this cat on a probiotic no not at this time okay so she needs to be on a probiotic and that's part of the the conventional treatment too for kidney disease okay so if, if you improve the state of the gut health you will um take a little bit of the load off the kidneys um do you happen to know what her BUN and creatinine were at the last visit? Um, I don't have the BUN, but um, the creatinine was at 2.8. Okay. There's another thing I do for these cats is um, I use standard process Cataplex E2. Okay. Because that will help um, open up the little blood vessels that go to the kidneys, so it improves the state of kidney happiness. Really? This okay. is what conventional medicine would do with a drug like uh, an Alapril or Benazapril. 
Okay. Just to try to improve blood flow to the kidneys. But you can do it with a nutritional supplement that is far safer and isn't going to mess with your blood pressure. Okay, okay. So I do that. And then I also use standard process Rena food. So the feline renal support provides nutritional support for the entire urinary system. Okay. So kidneys, ureters, bladder, urethra. But the Rena food is very specific for the kidneys. So Rena food and Cataplex E2 are two of their human supplements. Okay. And they come in tablets. They're the same size tablets as the kitty, you know, the feline renal support. They, okay. They, they, they look exactly the same. You give it, do you, what dose do you give? Uh, you can just give, you know, one tablet every okay. day. Okay. So, okay. so those are things that I would add on. And then a probiotic, you know, um, go to a health food store and get something like PB8 or something made by Garden of Life. Okay. Uh, those are good ones to start with. Herb Smith makes a good probiotic for dogs and cats. Um, and then Animal Essentials makes one called Plant Enzymes and Probiotics that's also useful for dogs and cats. Okay, uh, okay. And so, and just, you know, start adding it to her food. If it's something that's made for humans, then you just use one capsule or something like that. Okay. Per day. If it's something that's made for dogs and cats, it'll have the... Mount on it. Yeah, the dosing on the label. Okay. Um, at the state veterinary conference this year so a couple of months ago um i can't remember what it was beginning of february midway through february something like that so i went to one lecture that was um taught by a guy from new york state who's a some sort of a cat expert and he said this business of feeding low protein diets to cats with kidney disease is a non-repeatable word that you cannot say on the radio oh yeah really yeah and so it was interesting because then there was a whole discussion from a couple of other veterinarians started talking about how they'd taken cats with kidney failure and had put them on a raw food diet and had very nice success with them. Nice. And okay. he, he was like, you know what? I mean, I don't know much about raw food, but it sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good, so, good, good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's great to hear. Um, okay. So I tried the, the just a little bit at a time. Yep. How do you, and I know you've talked about this before too, but again, I'm brain dead about it. Um, what about using one of the raw food recipes and making it? Is that good or bad? What is a raw food recipe? Raw food is not something you have to make because you are not going to make a mouse in your kitchen. Yeah, See, yeah. that's what I was hoping you would say because, I mean, I found recipes online that, you know, you're, you're doing, you're grinding up the bones. No, no, no. Well, yeah, don't make it more complicated no. than it is. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a cat. Cats are really super simple. Yeah. Cats, cats eat mice and birds. Right. Yep. That's it. And so I just give her... Raw meat? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, w- I would use one of the pre-mixed raw food diets that you can buy at a pet food store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that, it's going to have bones and some organs in it, too. So okay. it'll be a But if you're cutting diet. up chicken, I just made uh, chicken soup yesterday. And so when sure. I was, yeah, as soon as I uh, cut off, you know, the fat, some of the, stu- the, the stuff that before I couldn't be anyway, raw, and, the, and I threw it to the cats and I threw it to the dogs. Okay. Not the bones, just, uh, the, uh, just, but anyway. And then after I got done cooking it, and then some of those pieces, you know, yeah. the, that, all the cats and the dogs all got a chicken dinner. With <laughs> 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 well, no bones, obviously, because right. now they've been cooked. But yeah, that's what you, we just got. If you're making a hamburger, flip yeah. a couple pieces to the cat. Okay. You know, having cutting up a chicken, flip a couple pieces. But all in all, you remember it's balanced. Balance and variety over time, and time right. is one week. All right? Okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay, well, good luck. Keep us posted. Thanks so much, you guys. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that is, uh, and, and hopefully now you know, more and more are coming out raw for cats. Now, I know cats have a faster metabolism than dogs, and so they need more protein, a higher 
base pro why can't i because i to be honest with you i give my cats some of the raw dog not on a regular regular basis okay uh-huh. but i give my cats this, you know when i'm giving Gilligan yeah, his, yeah the, the cat food is it so i mean it's not a whole lot different from the raw dog food it's a little <laughs> tiny bit higher in meat a little tiny bit lower in bone okay so okay. the dog stuff is going to be you know 75 to 90 percent bone right. typically you're 75 to 85 percent mm-hmm. and if you look on the label of the cat stuff they'll say 95 or 98 percent meat and bone oh, all right all right so it's okay. just uh, you know a lot lower on the veggie scale okay. as well but like i have a patient who um this cat went to have his teeth cleaned i think four years ago or something like that and he was turned away because his kidneys weren't great on the blood work right and um He's still alive. Oh, good. Yeah, he eats raw food. He's on his supplements. He just kind of keeps chugging along. All right. Good, good, good. Never did get his teeth cleaned. Never did. (laughs) My mittens that never, you know, she'd leave in the spring, come back in the fall. Mm -hmm. Uh, When she had to have a surgery, the the vet that worked on her, he said, how old is this cat? He says, well, right now she's about 17. He says, no way. He looked at her teeth, said he couldn't believe it. I said, well, she's out hunting all all summer. You know, she wasn't into her cat. She was a barn cat. And so, yeah, that's all she ate. So that's why, you know, sure, you know, when they get the chance to gnaw and all that stuff, and then the good stuff is, you know, going to keep that plaque at bay. So anyway, ah, all right. Also, too, you know, we had, a, you heard earlier, the Nutrisource commercial. One thing I don't think people look into is that Nutrisource also has freeze-dried treats, okay, uh, for both dogs and cats. And I give a lot of the, I do both. I give some of the cats uh, treats to the dogs and some of the dog treats to the cats. One thing they, they got is freeze-dried minnows. <laughs> and I'm fascinated by taking the minnows. And the cats love them and the dogs just go nuts over them too. Poor Ethel can't though because she has no teeth. You know, and so I'm afraid she's going to choke on it. But you should check out the Nutrisource uh, and the Pure Vita uh, freeze-dried treats because yeah, there's right now there's been a lot of problems with some of the treats. If you ever read, it, read them, it's all chemicals, guys. It's all chemicals on a lot of those treats and just junk. So that's why you want good treats. You try that Nutrisource free-dried treat. Where are we at? Are we at um, uh, trivia time or trivia joke time? Okay. Yes, we Here are. Here is the next one. Why did the monkey almost get fired? Why did the monkey almost get fired? Be- all right, we got people holding, so I don't want to take up too much time playing Who Let the Dogs Out, because we all know that song, right? Why did the monkey get almost get fired? Why did the monkey almost get fired? Do you have any idea there, Dr. Jess? For monkeying around. Close. <laughs> That's kind of what I was going to say, yeah. yeah. He... It took him a while to get the swing. The of swing things. of things. So it could be both. It could be both things. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. I well, like let's, it. Yeah. Let's head to the phone lines. We got people patiently waiting. Sounds good. We're gonna talk to Katie, and Katie has a question about anaplasmosis. All right, anaplasmosis. Hi, Katie. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, ladies? Good. Good. So, what is it? A dog? It is a and, three-year-old German short hair. Okay, three-year-old German short hair, and you just get diagnosed with it, or he did? <laughs> no, he he was diagnosed probably late October. He was started on a thirty-day course of doxy, mm-hmm. and then about two weeks after that, all his symptoms returned. They did another thirty-day course of doxy. Two weeks after that, symptoms returned. They did a higher dose of the doxy. And they did a two-month treatment. Oh, Lordy. And he just finished that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he went back to the vet mm-hmm. today for another 30 days. Uh-huh. This is my son's dog. So he asked the vet, what, what now? You know, if right. this doesn't clear, what now? And right. she said, I don't know. <laughs> I have so a question. It's really frustrating. Okay, do you have yeah. any idea what food he feeds? Um, hmm. 
Okay. Well, then the next other question is, has he been doing any probiotics or digestive enzymes during this well, course we, of events? Yeah, we talked about that. And he said whatever food he's feeding has a probiotic no, in it. No, that doesn't count. When, when you have a, when you, Yeah, when you, all the dog foods have that. But, uh, the thing, the, but it doesn't count when you're dealing with, a, you know, what a problem. Okay. All right? Okay. Okay, so the vet what? She said, Doxy's easy on their gut not to worry about it. Because I, I made <laughs> him ask. Yeah, really. Wait, wait, what planet are we on yeah, again? Yeah, I know it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's yeah, not. Okay. I know it. Okay, he, go. He feeds a decent food. It's like um, Pro Plan. I think it's Pro Plan. Well, as a matter of <laughs> But go ahead. So, so well, let's take care of the antiplasmosis. So, so, what, so what symptoms does the dog have? He had a fever of 104. Uh-huh. And he gets goofy. He starts licking the wall. He stares. Ooh. He shakes. He shakes. It's just, it's so awful to watch him uh-huh. not eating and just fatigue. Okay. And um, are there any abnormalities on the blood work? They, I think they only did it once. Okay. Although, any abnormalities? You know what? They checked mm-hmm. liver enzymes or something mm-hmm. uh, one of those times just to see if there was any issue there. But she had mentioned that once it gets into the muscle tissue, it's really hard to treat. But Whatever. what do you do? Okay. I, I, Are there you know, an, any, go? any abnormalities on abdominal ultrasound? Well, they haven't done anything like that. Okay, so here's the deal. You cannot keep just throwing antibiotics at this. Obviously, right. it's not okay. effective. Um, okay. I would never attempt to treat a, a tick-borne disease simply with antibiotics. You know, okay. this is this is how you hear people saying, you know, oh my, you know, my neighbor's got chronic Lyme, never got over it. Yeah, yeah and that's you. You can't just take antibiotics. You have to do things to keep your immune system alive. So, okay. um, you know, if I had this dog in my practice, uh, we'd be uh, putting him on a much better diet, um, adding some basic supplements like fish oils and probiotics, and you know, just addressing immune system health versus continuing to throw antibiotics at him. Because okay. apparently the antibiotics are at, at, you know, I was I was taught this kind of stuff in vet school, too, that if you gave antibiotics and then when you stop the antibiotics, the symptoms came back. What? Well, gosh, it meant that you didn't give them for long enough, which right, in right. retrospect is ridiculous. It just means that you're not actually treating Touching the right it. thing. Yeah, yeah okay. you're, you're basically suppressing the symptoms. And then when you take the drugs away, hello, oh, symptoms better. are still there. Yep. So, okay. um so I would at least start with fish oils and probiotics and improving the dog's diet. How about that? Okay. that that's a good, easy place to well, start. And you said something about an ultrasound or gut? Well, because I just think, you know what? If you've, if you've given the correct treatment and it has not been successful, it doesn't mean that you did not treat for long enough. It means that there are other things that you maybe go, need to look ahead. at. Okay. Right? Especially okay. this dog shows neurological symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so you really need to investigate, is there a metabolic cause for that? I would, I would do probably a decent amount of blood work on this dog. Definitely, okay. I would want to look at liver and kidney enzymes. Um, but I would also want to look at his liver. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what an ultrasound is for. You look at the abdominal organs and you see, okay, does anything look really wacky in there? Because the blood work is not... Um, it's only a little piece of information. Right. Yeah. It it, okay. it costs a lot of money, but it yeah. <laughs> unfortunately sometimes it doesn't give you a whole lot of information, especially if the values are normal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that your liver is normal. Okay, and your okay. you know your liver is what's going to have to metabolize 
um, all these antibiotics that have now been dumped into your dog, effectively knocking out the dog's immune system mm-hmm. at a time when you really need it. Right. Need it. So that's why the, the big okay. thing that everybody has to remember is that if you give an antibiotic to yourself or to your pets, you also do a, a probiotic. When I was uh-huh. on, on uh, when I was on, uh, I was on two in the morning. T- Let's see, uh, I antibiotic. I was on two in the morning, two in the afternoon, and two in the evening. And in between those, I was taking two probiotics in between. You know, you don't give them at the same time because they cancel each other out. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so that's the big thing. And then, like I say, the, the, a, a better diet, obviously getting him on some kind of a, a raw, switching him over to some raw to help. That would be ideal, yeah. yeah. And then, like, the Pure Vital line that Nutrisource puts out is a single-source protein, all right? And so that and that's okay. a really high-quality diet. So that's a Pure Vita, okay, P-U-R-E-V-I-T-A. Okay. And uh, yeah, the, and then, the, you know, the thing with antibiotics, too, is that um, there is a dose of antibiotics that you give. And if if giving... Whatever dose you're giving is not effective. Giving more is also not going to be effective. Yeah. Like you can't just double the dose and say, "Well, let's see what yeah, that'll well, do." And that's, yeah, that's what she did. I believe she, her dose, her dosing was doubled, and then um, yeah, and he he bounces back once, you know, like within two days. He's, yeah, but yeah, but it just really tells good, you. But, it just tells you a there is a deeper problem, and b is this really anaplasmosis? Right. So having a positive test for a tick-borne disease does not mean that that's what this is. And because doxycycline has a very nice, powerful side effect, it's a very strong anti-inflammatory. So guess uh-huh. what? Everybody feels better when they take doxycycline, oh, sure, sure. Yes, but it doesn't mean that you <laughs> have. It doesn't mean that you have a tick-borne disease. Right. It doesn't mean that you have a bacterial disease. It just means that wow, look at this awesome side effect. There you go. But if they if they saw that on the blood test, the initial blood test, uh-huh. if they saw anaplasmosis, like physically saw them in the red blood cells. Oh, I don't know. She just said the test showed um, that's what he had. Yeah, the uh, testing for tick-borne diseases is really difficult. And so okay. when you do that little 4DX test, the blue dot test, mm-hmm. so it tests for heartworm, Lyme, Ehrlichia, and anaplasmosis. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the, the in-house test that most veterinarians can run. Okay. Um, the, the heartworm test is a very good test. If heartworms are present and the dot turns blue, it's significant. For the tick-borne okay. diseases, the it's just measuring antibodies, and it's really nonspecific. I've seen plenty of cases where dogs were positive on that test. You send blood to the laboratory, and they're negative. Oh, you get a lot of false really? positive. Oh okay. yeah, and the the company that makes that test came out with this big marketing piece a couple of years ago, where they were like, "Hey, we've made the test much more sensitive," yeah. which is not good because then you're going to get a lot more false positives. Oh, and so my dog was diagnosed on the same day. I Ironically, and uh-huh. and they told me she had the three. She had Lyme, the anaplasmosis, and the it's it's, it's not a, it's not a diagnostic test. It's a screening test. It tells you okay. your dog has been exposed oh. to, and maybe because you got all these oh, false positives, right? So your dog has maybe been exposed to these things, but it doesn't tell you that that's what it is. So, for example, I have a client. I have a patient who I first started treating him when he was hospitalized at Blue Pearl. 
he had collapsed and they found all these things wrong with him. They decided he had cancer, blah, blah, blah. The owner came into my office. The dog was hospitalized. She came in. She was like, here's the blood works. I don't know what to do. They want me to do chemotherapy and they're quoting me thousands of dollars worth of stuff. So I I asked her some questions and looked through it all. And I said to her, well, I think he has a tick-borne disease. She said, no, they tested him for that and he was negative. I said to her, well, Uh you got to ask for a different kind of test. And we started treating the dog anyway. And then she took him home from the hospital. By the time they got the test results, he actually had anaplasmosis. But he had tested negative. Okay. On the in-house so test. So what other tests is there other than the 4, they have 4D tests? What other tests? Uh, you, could, you, have to, you can send the blood to the laboratory for a tick disease panel. Okay. These are not cheap tests, okay. but they're different. They're, so he was positive on a PCR, which is polymerase chain reaction. It's just another way okay. that they test for these kinds right. of things. So, so, that, so, that, so that little blue dot screening test is a cruddy yeah. <laughs> test. Okay. Um, but it does sell a lot of antibiotics. Yes. <laughs> but it, but it's not really a good way to diagnose things. And the thing is, like, is there really a neurological version of anaplasmosis? Because what you're describing, the whole seeming confused yep. and acting weird, yep. right? Those uh-huh. are neurological symptoms. So what exactly are you treating? I have a question. When's the last time he's had his uh, shots? For... His shot, you know, you know, people go in for shots, you know, whether it be for parvo, par, you know, parainfluenza, you know, the, this temper. Yeah, I think lesson. he only does the rabies, and he did get, I think he gets the Lyme titer. Is there another Lyme test or another Lyme? I'm sorry, Lyme vaccine. I there, yeah, like there, there is a Lyme my vaccine. Son said he got that, and I, yeah, I mean, he still got. Because I, I was saying, if, if he was if he was sick and dealing with all this stuff, and then you went on top and pounded his system, you know, with uh, you know all the antibiotics and then the diseases and that that could have even they, cur- yeah they probably would not have given him vaccines okay. if, if he had a fever of one hundred and four okay. or whatever it was. Well, we don't know. Hopefully, right? But yeah, yeah so, that, so, so, so the bottom say, line. So here, I would say either you know you need to do more diagnostics to find out what is really wrong with this dog, and you need to start improving the state of his immune system. So simple things. Okay. Improved diet, probiotics. How can they get a hold of you if they want to carry this further? Uh, Through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. Okay, kiddo. Hopefully we gave you some ammunition and you try a different road. Okay? Okay, Okay, kiddo. Good luck. Keep us posted, okay? Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Why are snails one of the strongest creatures in the world? We'll be back. Say, Carly, did you notice? uh, It's snowing outside. Did you see that? I'm looking at him like either the building's on fire and the ashes are coming down <laughs> or it's snowing outside. I did not hear that in the forecast. Oh, well, it is what it is. That's craziness. I can't really see it. No, see, I can. I'm just kind of like at first I'm like, am I seeing things? All of a sudden I'm looking and then I look back and I'm like, maybe yep. it's paper. Maybe someone is ripping up little pieces of paper and it's just going it's all over the place. Be. I don't know. Okay. Why are snails one of the strongest creatures in the world? Think about it. What do you think? Because they carry their homes on their backs. Perp, ding, 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 really? ding. Really? Good job. Yeah. Same with, tur- you know, turtles. I, was, I mean, I knew it had yes. something to do with turtles. the shell, but yep. I couldn't. There you go. Because they carry their house, their homes on their backs. There we go. All right. Let's head for the phone lines here. Okay, we're going to go to Monterey. And Monterey has a question about her cat that is scratching the, scr- just keeps on scratching. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Mo. What did you say your name was? Monterey. Monterey. Monterey? Yeah. Hi, yeah. how you doing? Hi, Katie. Thank you for taking my well, call. Well, thanks for holding on. I greatly appreciate it. What's up? Yeah. Um, 
Well, I have a calico along here, mm -hmm. and she keeps scratching behind her ears mm -hmm. to the point where she scratches them completely open. Mm -hmm. And I have tried um, getting her the the collar, and the one that I got her is so long that she can't reach her food, mm -hmm. and she can't drink water. Okay, well, we shouldn't so, be putting a collar on unless, but you know, we've got to be treating why she's scratching. So, uh, could be ear mites? No, she doesn't have anything like that. In fact, I have two cats, and she is the only one who, it, and it's always in the same spot. Now she's gone to the other ear, so both of them are behind the ear. Yep. I um, mean, that sounds, it screams uh, ear mites to me. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Food allergy. Food allergy, okay. Oh, heck yeah. Dogs get... Uh, Cats. Well, sorry. I was, cats get, I was cats get itchy her. heads, faces, and ears from food yeah. allergies all okay. the time. Okay. So, what are you feeding? Well, I was feeding her kitten chow. <laughs> okay. Yep, that's a food allergy. Uh huh. <laughs> She'll be two next month. Mm -hmm. But um, she then I switched her over to what's it called, kitten caboodle or something like that. Yeah, let's get her off of that. Like that. Yep. Um, is that? A bad food. Oh yeah. Dinner? Well, That's no, we, yeah. yeah, a lot of fillers. Read the ingredients. Yeah, don't don't feed that. Okay, you need no. a good grain-free cat food. Grain-free grain. canned would be better if you can yes. at least do some, uh, some like maybe you feed canned in the morning and uh, dry whatever. But anyway, uh, yeah, so like Pure Vita, P U R E V I T A, is a great dry grain-free. And they also mm -hmm. have canned. And then Nutrisource has seven canned. My guess, you might have a chicken allergy. But she doesn't like wet food. Mm -hmm. That's too bad. You need to get your cat to eat wet food. You need to get her off of dry food because dry food is terrible for cats. Oh, and okay. also the food that you're feeding is full of um, just fillers. fillers and chemicals. Okay. And so it would really benefit you to get her off it. So cats will do this kind of thing in response to a lot of kinds of chemical exposure. So their food is a biggie. You have to think about okay. chemicals in the home, too, though. So Glade plug-ins, Febreze, uh, air spray, hairspray, potpourri, incense, scented candles, cigarette smoke. Um, all those things will set off a similar reaction in the cat. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? How, yes. Diffusers. Uh, yeah, you have to think about uh, cleaning chemicals, mop and glow, yeah. Lysol. But right now, let's just say that, yep. you know, I'd say they rotated her off a of dry into grain-free canned mm -hmm. food. And how many okay. cats do you have? Two. Okay, so you can do like, you know, the, you know, the, um, whatever you call it, uh, the five-ounce can that looks like a tuna can, half in yeah. the morning to one and the, the other half to the other. And start out, there's some cats are so carb-addicted that to try to rotate them off, it's tough. I, one cat, it took me a month. But if you just take and make a little bit of a warm gravy, with take like a teaspoon of the of the canned food, and then yeah. it's grain-free. And then what you're going to do is uh, the good grain-freeze, like Nutrisource or Pure Vita, all right? And then um, not anything that you get at the big box stores. If you buy anything at the big box stores, those are just, let it, you you know, it's, it's not good. You can do a lot better, right? So then, okay. um, so you, t you take a tea teaspoon of the, uh, the grain-free canned food, mix a little bit of warm water with it, and then so you got a little bit of a gravy, and then mix that with a little bit of the dry. And then pretty soon it becomes less and less dry, more and more canned, and you can rotate them into the canned food. Because cats okay. like to lick their food. They don't truly kill, you know, they, if you, that's why a lot of them likes the gravy, it, it, because yeah. they like to lick it. 
So that's what you're yeah. going to do is make it a little bit so they can lick it and then she'll get better and better at it. All right. Okay. But that's so what the you, food is much better for them. Oh yeah. Because do, cats come from the desert. They're, they're desert animals and they get their moisture okay. from what they eat. And unfortunately a lot of the d- cats, when they've been eating dry food, uh, what they can't drink enough to compensate for the dry matter. And then also okay. what happens is they start throwing up and then sometimes they start getting a lot of cure still in their urine. And then they get, uh, uh, you know, as they get older, then they can run into diabetes. There's a whole bunch. of So if you just go to grain-free canned food, the good kind, not what you find in the book st- box stores, all right? Okay. And all just right. rotate it in, and it, uh, you should be on the way to go. But stay away from chicken for a little bit, because most cats, because chicken, most of cat food is chicken base, and and yeah. uh, and so that's why I found I've got Walter. My one cat has a chicken allergy, and so um, he. Uh, that's why Nutrisource came out with seven grain-free with no chicken because I was saying, come on. You got to help me out here. I want. I have to give my dog cat dog food because that's the only one I can find with no chicken in it. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. And, and you have to you have to be persistent, right? Because right now your cat is eating a super high sugar food, mm-hmm. and which okay. means that anything else is just not going to taste Tastes, very good yeah. to her. So you just have to be stronger than the cat. Yep. She'll get it. She'll okay. get it. All right. Can I ask you one more question quickly? Uh, someone said Benadryl could help her. Uh, I would I would not put a cat on Benadryl, and you know this kind of thing you need to fix it from the inside and not try to medicate it away. Yeah, and you need to start it now. All right. Okay. Okay. How long do you think it'll take? Well, it depends on how diligent you are. Yeah. How how fast are you going to go? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, kiddo. Good luck. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye bye. But yeah, so if a cat's scratching his face, other than. Because uh, usually with the with ear mites, if you put your fingers in the ear and move, you know, twirl them, then the cat, then they start shaking their head and digging at their ears. Oh and yeah, they, ear, they mites are, ear, ear mites are ear mites are crazy itchy. Yeah, yeah. drive you yeah. nuts. That's crazy. Okay, let's quick go to the phone line. Okay, we can start with Tammy. Tammy has a question about cat that's like coughing up hairballs or. Okay, we just yeah. answered part of her question. Hey, Tammy, are you there? I am here. Okay, see, usually if it's hairballs or it's usually if you're feeding a dry food. You cut the dry I food. I am not. Okay, good. Nope. So then what's happening? My question is, is that my cat has, it's, he's not popping up hairballs, but he does like that action, like he's trying to. Uh-huh. Um, he's been doing that probably twice a day uh, for like the last week and a half. Um, I've been giving him that laxostat. Uh, twice a day to see if I can try to get something moving for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he also does like once in a while, like a huge, uh, it's like a puff. So I don't know how to explain it. Um, but it, nothing is, is moving for him. And I don't know if it is a hairball situation or if it's something else okay. I should be concerned about. Okay, go ahead. Um, so what you're describing is asthma. This is what asthma oh. looks like in cats. So it does look like they're trying to cough something up. And a lot of times they'll kind of spread their front legs a little bit wide, get kind of low in the front, and then they go, <laughs> and exactly. guess what? That's exactly Nothing <laughs> comes out. Nothing comes out no matter how many times no. they do it. And it's because it's not a hairball. Okay. And then once in a while, he'll all of a sudden just do this. <laughs> yeah. This is a, that, that is very active and mm-hmm. running after his other cat yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That is what an asthmatic wheeze looks like in a cat. And so okay. what you should you do? Anything? Um, what you can do for a cat, well, um, uh, make your home dust-free, right? 
Change, okay. I mean, like what you would do if you had an asthmatic person in the house. Change the filter sure. on your heating system every two weeks instead of once a month. Vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. No air spray, hairspray, glade plugins, Febreze, all that kind of brouhaha. Get rid of all that stuff. Um, stop using lawn chemicals. Get your neighbors to stop using lawn chemicals. And you can um, usually, honestly, you can find these things on Amazon or at a health food store. Okay. Alcohol free tinctures of echinacea is where I would start, and marshmallow. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And for and for a cat, you just give give uh, two drops twice a day. And okay. this is just something that could help. Okay, we got to go. Sorry. Hold on. We'll, uh, talk to you later.